Blessings in Jesus our Lord, and welcome to Shi'ar Jeshub, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return. I'm Patty Scalzo, and today, in this Bible study program, we will continue a message by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, in his series on Heavenly Authority. The focus of the current sermon is on the leadership errors that can creep into church governance. And Pastor has been examining the trap of religious traditions, where the built-up commandments of men nullify the commandments of God. The result is that people draw near to God with their lips, but their hearts are far from Him. When we left off, Pastor Greg was reading from Matthew chapter 23, and the woes which the Lord proclaimed to the Pharisees and scribes. Before we go into the sermon, let me remind you about our church website at shiarjashub.org. Serious times require serious Bible study, and you will find in-depth Bible teaching on shiarjashub.org. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg, and we'll go back a minute for context. You filter out, you strain out a gnat, but you swallow a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they're full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, the heart, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, also outwardly, you appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. There needs to be inside cleanliness, inside cleanliness of the heart, and that only comes from a real relationship with God. And that's your first error, amassing traditions of religion to replace the reality of the relationship with God. Outward religion, devoid of the impact of God's Word and the presence of His Spirit. Oh, the Word of God could be read. It could be read in part, but it's made subject to the traditions of men, which can seem very beautiful on the outside, but are empty on the inside. They do nothing to take away the indulgences of the flesh. And the Pharisees are a master example in the history of the religious trap. And part of their motives, you've seen here as prophet, I think a major part of the motive, though, is power. All these traditions of men give power. That lip service, often there's, there's a true creed underneath, but it's been laid over, it's been choked out by the teachings of men, by all these trappings that give them, because for these things to go about, you have to go to who? To them, and it gives them power. So not just money, but power. That's the first one. Second one, true gospel, but wrong motives. 
If you look at Philippians chapter 1, these are errors in leadership in the church, in church governance. Philippians chapter 1, verse 12. We'll start at verse 12 and read down to verse 18. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, Paul writes. So that, he's in chains now, he's in prison. So that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. He's even reaching the prison guards. And most of the brethren of the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed, look at verse 15, some indeed preach Christ. So what do they preach? Christ. Are they preaching the traditions of men? No, they're preaching Christ. Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. Some do it with the right motives, some do it with the wrong motives. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition. Now, if you have some translations, you'll have 16 and 17 flipped. I'm reading from the New King James, uh, which is from the Texas Receptus. Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former, from envy and strife, preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains. They're actually in opposition to Paul. They want to supersede him. But the latter, those from goodwill, out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Verse 18. Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. So even if they're doing it from a wrong motive, even if they're doing it to get one up on me, even if they're doing it for their selfish ambition, they're preaching Christ, and I'm going to rejoice in that, Paul says. But he's telling you that not everyone that preaches the true gospel is doing it from the right motives. Right. That should make us aware, because sometimes we hear something wonderfully preached from a ministry, and it's true, it's the Word of God, and then something happens down the road with that ministry, right? And we start to wonder, what's going on here? Well, not everyone that does what's right is doing it for the right reason. So you can hear a right message, and a right interpretation of the Word of God, and God can use it in your life, the Holy Spirit can use it, but the vessel could be badly flawed. and might be doing it for some right reasons, some wrong reasons, at some point in their lives, all wrong reasons, wrong motives. What does he say here? Envy, strife, selfish ambition, not sincere, pretense. The NIV says false motives, yet Christ is preached, still having the preaching of the truth. And this happens today in born-again churches, born-again ministries. Uh, preaching what is right, but not always the right motives, wrong motives. And the Lord still honors his word to a point. Usually, sooner or later, what? Judgment starts with the house of God, and the sin is shown. Right? And it comes out. So that's the second thing that you have. True gospel, but wrong motives by the leaders. The third is the straight-out false prophets and false teachers, which we studied, the cultic, the perverters of the good, 
Uh, you know, in the religious trap, it's not a false religion. It's Yahweh Elohim. The, the Pharisees are not preaching about um, Baal. They're preaching about Yahweh Elohim. But then they, they press it down and cover it with this layer of religion that cheats. But you have those that are just out there, perverters of the good, that teach the wrong. In Matthew chapter 7 and verse 15, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. And many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. And there really you have a whole spectrum from those who claim to do God's work and maybe do some of God's work to those who are really wolves in sheep's clothing and they come in with deceptions. Ravenous wolves. In 2 Peter, and they bear bad fruit. In 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 2. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 1. But there were false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in what? Destructive heresies. How destructive? Even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness, you see that money runs throughout all these layers, right? They will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle. Their destruction does not slumber. Destructive words, destructive heresies. They deceive. They deny the Lord who purchased them. If you go down to 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 18, for when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh. Look at how they get hold of people. The lusts of the flesh through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. You're over, whatever you're a slave to, you're in bondage. If you're enslaved to the flesh and lust and dissipation, you're in bondage to that. If you're a slave of Jesus Christ, you're in bondage to holiness and everything will work out right in your lives. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of this world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. If you look at um, verse 22, but it has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit, and a sow having washed to 
wallowing in the Maya. They go back to the old ways. He says up above, I, I skipped one section in verse 12, but these like natural brute beasts made to be caught and destroyed speak evil of things they do not understand and will perish, perish in their own corruption. And he talks about them following uh, the wages of unrighteousness like Balaam, the son of Beor, having eyes full of adultery. They cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. They have a heart trained in covetous practices and are accursed children. And he says in verse 17, these are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. On shiarjeshub.org, you will find information about our church, as well as a library of Bible radio and video programs to help strengthen your Christian life and witness. There are links to our Apple Podcast and Google Podcast, and of course a link to our Sunday morning service. The live streams on YouTube of the Sunday Sermons by Pastor Greg and Associate Pastor Dr. Francis David begin at 10.30 a.m. and remain posted up on YouTube as well as rumble.com and on the church website. Also, it is critical that ministries that preach God's Word be supported in these perilous times. And on our website, we have a secure page where you can make your donation to Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle. And thank you in advance for whatever the Lord would lead you to give. That website again is shiarjashub.org and you can check Isaiah 7 verse 3 for the spelling. Join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.